I feel like you always do the introduction one day. I'm gonna do it, but you do, today's do it not the day. <laughs> okay, what do you say? Welcome to the Alyssa. You see, I can't even do it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Alyssa and Rosa podcast. My name is Rosa, and my name's Alyssa. Thank you again for joining us. Um, today we're going to talk about stereotypes. Yes, and um, we do not like. Obviously, we never want to offend anybody, mm-hmm. but like. This is kind of more not on general terms, but like, well, some of it, I guess, but like our experiences. Right. Um, so it's us speaking our truth. So, um, you know, we obviously like, I don't think that anything that we'll say will offend anybody, but it's just us talking about the stereotypes that we've experienced and things that we've been through, I guess. Mm-hmm. And some of it's like, I don't know, no. there's probably some funny stuff and there's probably some stuff that's like... <laughs> really fucked up but anyways right. we'll yeah. we're gonna talk about it anyways i think this is a really good i think this is a really good topic because sometimes when like stuff happens to us we not sometimes it absolutely does when stuff happens to us like it shapes who we are kind mm-hmm. of you know right and how we it think does. and how we do things so and like it, it it tells you or shows you what you don't want to be or say in the future because you know how it made you feel so you're more conscious of like what you say and what you right. do yeah. like around people and stuff like that yeah um because sometimes people don't realize what they say or like how they make you feel but it's also important to let people know how you feel and how that made them feel or i'm sorry how they made you feel by saying that because i think we also need to normalize that it's like if somebody says something that did it make you feel comfortable or like offended you? Sometimes we brush it off with like laughter yeah. and it's like, Oh, and that's kind of yeah. your way to kind of we deal with it. it. We yeah. It. Hold on. I'm going to flip this camera so mm-hmm. I can see cause it's going to drive me fucking crazy. <laughs> I was wondering why we weren't seeing it. I'm going to pour this so that we can see. <clears throat> I got to listen to that. I don't think I've, I've heard it, but is that who is that? Not but that song it. used to be like, "You ain't gotta say too much from the look in your eyes. I can tell you wanna fuck. <laughs> you ain't gotta call me fuck, but it's on up, on up, ooh." So good. Anyways, okay. Now we can keep going. Yes. So, um, before we start, we're gonna take a little sippy sip. Oh. We're drinking the same thing we drank before. You drank that whole fucking I bottle. I did, bitch. I'm stressed. <laughs> Cheers. I'm all like. so delicious okay so we'll jump right into it so talk on other people's experiences we're talking more of our own and um kind of share some of the things that we've seen too like we may have not gone through it but you see things and sometimes you kind of like just turn a blind eye because you don't want to be part of the conversation but sometimes it's important for you to step in and say something too so we'll talk a little bit about that yeah. So for me, I'm Hispanic, so part of the minority, but I also don't feel like I've been through as many things that others have been through. So I will say that um, growing up, I grew up in a pretty diverse area. So a lot of Hispanics, a lot of black people. And I feel like in high school, it was very much well, like Catholic school, obviously, but it's always been diverse, like the Bronx, like you have everything. You also have, um, what is it called? So a lot of the popularity was for some reason, like Indian, I grew up around a lot of Indians, a lot of Hispanics, a lot of black people, and, um, not to separate the two, but a lot of people directly from Africa. So Mm -hmm. I also saw that where they came with the culture, like you would see them like, you know, holding their kids in the back. They were exactly not African-American. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
so it was pretty cool and I, I never felt like you know for me it was like we were all the same you know what I mean and we were all we all had similarities but we also had a lot of differences and for me like growing up like the black girls like they welcomed me but they also were we were all very clicky yeah like I all of my friends were Hispanic and we had some friends that were black but they really didn't like us quote unquote like they were more of like all the Hispanic girls and then they, you know they like were the black girls before that it was kind of like competitive right it was competitive because yeah. it was like the opposite so the black guys like the Hispanic girls and then the Hispanic guys like the black girls mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was always this kind of like oh I have to compete to get it within my own culture or whatever um but I never felt like, you know, it was always like this divide, but we also came together. So like if anything was to happen, like, you know, outside of our culture, everyone was super defensive. Like mm-hmm. it was like, oh, somebody's messing with this person. I'm going to get involved. And we yeah. always protected each other. And that's, that's cool. how the Bronx feels like no matter what, if you see something happening and it's wrong, it was wrong. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I'm, I got you. Like no matter what, if you were a drug dealer, if you were just somebody that worked or whatever, like everyone was super protective, no matter what culture or what ethnicity you were like everyone just always came together um but as far as stereotypes one of the biggest things that I battled not the biggest thing but for me some of the things I battled with um like listening to different music like if I listen to like hip-hop and R&B you know it'd be like oh why you listen to this you're Hispanic like you should only listen to Hispanic music and like yeah like if I was to say and I always said this even to this day people ask me what's my favorite genre I always say old school Mm R&B yeah and then I'll say oh also Hispanic and all of that but it's not my go-to I always say that and it was always saying like but you're Hispanic, like, you should listen to Hispanic, I'm like, I do, but I like, yeah, like, I would always come, like, and, or if I knew the songs, it's like, oh, why do you know that, and all of that, but, whatever, and then another thing was, like, our hair, this is what I spoke to earlier, too, like, I don't have super straight hair, it's, like, pretty wavy, but, like, if I wanted to wear my hair curly, quote-unquote, like, I would do this thing where I would wet it, and then put a lot of gel, and a lot of mousse, and then wear it curly, and that was always seen, like, oh, why you don't wear your hair straight, or whatever, and it's, like, I don't want to wear my hair straight today, Mm -hmm. um, and also, one of the biggest things that I can say today, that I've struggled with is my my accent and my the way I communicate that even came into the workplace so a lot of people come at me because of that mm-hmm. yeah your accent yeah and it's super frustrating because sometimes I don't realize that I'm doing it a eh? and it's like why would you say anything about it why should it keep me from opportunities when it's just like who I am you know what I mean so the way that I enunciate certain words or the way that you know my vocabulary I don't want to say it's limited, but where I grew up, like, education is important, but it's not the same like everyone else. Like, Mm -hmm. you kind of just make sure that you get to the next grade and make sure you pass and all that. There was no really, like, oh, you got to overachieve in your grade or whatever. So that's something that I battled with. And that's something that I feel like is associated with my culture. Like, oh, well, you're Hispanic, so that makes sense. That's why your vocabulary yeah. is so and limited. people might not say it, but they're thinking it. Exactly. I feel that. Yeah, so that's a little, fu- not a little, that's a lot of frustrating because yeah. it's like, it has nothing to do with that. And at the end of the day, the, like, <clears throat> it's authentically who you are. Like, you're from the Bronx, mm-hmm. you're Hispanic, and, like, it shouldn't be, like, it shouldn't even be like a thought. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's crazy. It and that's the hard part is it makes you it almost makes you want to question or makes you question 
Um, at least if you're not securing yourself, because I, I feel like we've all been in those points where we weren't necessarily mm-hmm. secure and it makes you question that and be like, well, why do I do this? And why do I have this? Right. Or why do I have, or like, oh, I have to change it in order to like fit into this workplace or group or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 because nope. it makes you who you are. It makes you, um, I don't want to say relatable, but it makes you a, your person and it makes you, you. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like for me, I've always been super proud of my culture. I've always been super proud of where I'm from because again, I look back and I'm thinking about like what I've gone through. Like I will never take anything back the good the bad like I didn't grow up in poverty but at the same time I didn't grow up with how a lot of people grew up like you know so I had to like in some ways quote-unquote struggle and I probably didn't struggle as much as like actual people struggle but at the same time like looking back and I was talking to my wife about it the other day I'm like because she's from Chicago so she came up like also very poor like a single mom and all that like not poor but she came up where she may have not gotten all the things that she wanted just stuff that she needed you know what I mean and now look at where she's at and for me I'm like it makes you more proud and Mm -hmm. it makes you more appreciative yeah so for me it's like I'm like oh shoot like I am where I am and look at where far like somebody that didn't have like the top-notch education I didn't go to an Ivy League school or I went to community college Mm -hmm. (laughs) but for me it was like I am where I am because of that and to like tying it back to stereotypes I feel like sometimes people see certain people and they're like oh you know well this is why they make that an excuse like oh this is why they are they they're like this because of where they're from or who they are their ethnicity or their culture and all of that mm-hmm. um and which is, is it, it pisses you off because it's like it shouldn't be stereotypes are a thing they've been around for i don't know how many years yeah. like if you think about it, it yeah it's just like it is what it, it is from like biases mm-hmm. that you have and and, and it, it's as long as you have the social aspect as long as you have people you're gonna have stereotypes mm-hmm. like that's just how it is yeah because there's we, different we, types we immediately make assumptions about people um without even knowing them it's just it's it's, it's at this point it's human nature mm-hmm. but i do think that um the thing is is even if you can't stop yourself from thinking of those things because again that's what happens and when it comes to biases specifically mm-hmm. we use a lot of those as like as forms of protection or whatever, like in the sense of like, for example, you're sitting in your car and you see somebody like walk by, like if I see a homeless person walk by mm-hmm. or whatever, and I, this is like, this is a, first of all, I always lock my doors. So this is just like this, <laughs> this <laughs> the same thing. I know exactly. Okay. So I always lock my doors, yeah. like my home doors, car doors, whatever it may be. As soon as I get in the car, like they're locked, but like you you see somebody and they you know or or you know like in skits and stuff and you see somebody like as a joke even though it's based on the real thing that people actually do this like you have like a black guy walking down the street and there's a white chick and she's you know she crosses the street because mm-hmm. she don't want to walk by this black guy or whatever like stuff like that like those are due to stereotypes they are yeah like like she was thinking she if she believes that black people are criminals Mm -hmm. she's gonna protect herself the best way she knows how by walking but it's like we gotta we gotta step away from that we do and and, and like i i I get it and and for for something let's use another example that isn't race the example that i was going to use is like a homeless person regardless of race Mm -hmm. and we just automatically assume they're gonna like 
steal from us or attack us or whatever because they're that desperate or whatever like it's it's a it's a protection mechanism i don't know if that's like Mm -hmm. the term or whatever but like we we also have to make sure that we are reacting and 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 i mean more everyday stuff every common stuff like when you meet somebody i get that sometimes you might think like oh this 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 or this but like don't let that cloud your Mm -hmm. perception of them or your thoughts on or whatever because you don't really actually know yeah exactly and that happens a lot in our workplace you know someone comes in and they may not and this is not only in our workplace but like anywhere someone comes in and they're not dressed a certain type of way like your mind goes like oh they must not have any money or they might not or whatever but from our experience you know someone can be fully dressed and still be not a nice person (laughs) like or not have any money yeah or exactly they spent it all on their fucking gucci suit or whatever the fuck they're wearing i don't know yeah or they're about to commit fraud and they're pretending to be somebody that taught me a lot being where we work like i see a lot of that happen and it's more of like people just put um, but because they know their stereotypes or being an old an older person Mm -hmm. because older people commit fraud and do some shit Mm -hmm. too and so we automatically assume oh this is just some little old old lady Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) betty Betty has a plan. <laughs> Betty has a plan. <laughs> um, no, but I do. I do think that yeah, we have to be. And and to your point, we that you know with work and like um, stereotyping people in a way, it's just a way that our our we've almost been taught this. Yeah. To do this, like in general, like even growing up, like we're kind of taught and we don't realize we're being taught or whoever's teaching us, whether it be like our parents or we learn it in school, because maybe it's our teachers that Mm -hmm. we saw, you know, stereotype or whatever. And like, it's this, it's, it's almost like this learned behavior. It is a learned behavior. And and we won't go too deep into it because it goes a little too deep into it. But I had someone that she was really big on that. Like she would tell us like specifically like oh well if we continue to talk about this in schools like that's like in some ways engraving that into these young minds so if we stop talking about it in school we can let them come up with their own you know perception of life but I also felt like but we also do need to learn about history but her point was like if we talk about it that's in some ways kind of altering Mm-hmm. the way that they're going to think about it moving forward. And she was talking about like slavery. She was talking about women's rights and mm-hmm. all of that. So we, we teach that in school, right? Because it's part of, you know, what we're supposed to Do know. We, That's we what sh- she was saying. That was her point. She was like, we have to teach this because, you know, it's important to know history. But to her point, she was more of, if we're teaching this in some ways, we're talking about what the perception was. And what their ideas were. And that, in some ways, it can go both ways. For me, growing up was like, oh, I don't think that. And I don't want to be that way. But there's kids out there that they go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we can control people's minds. So she was more of like, because I don't think during school, and correct me if I'm wrong, they tell you what's right or wrong. They just tell you what the history is. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, and, and even then, like, I feel like... For me, history was glossed over. There was yeah. a lot that was glossed over, mm-hmm. um, especially when it came to like things like slavery or it was um, more like dates and like yeah, the specific yeah, it was action very, or like the civil rights movement. Like, I think that it's important to have the education and to like for 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 stuff to be taught in school. Um, but I also 
I feel like with some, obviously, like you can't go, you can't go halfway. Yeah. Like, like I feel like what happens is it's like, okay, we just want to sugarcoat everything. Mm-hmm. And I get for the purposes of like, obviously, like, like your five year old, you're not going to get all graphic about things that happened in history and stuff yeah. like that. But like, I feel like as you get older, it should become more and more real Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean like as you get into like you know grade after grade after grade by the time you're in high school like you should you should know about some shit that like went down like I feel like even like with slavery I feel like it was very we learned like very pg like it's something that happened and it went on and that's fine but there's like so many things that that you can actually learn about like if you were to go on like and look at um like there are a lot of like like black professors that have studied black history and have like lectures on mm-hmm. YouTube or whatever that you can listen to and um like some of like some of the things that would like ha- like happen like traumatic like obviously slavery in itself is is traumatic but i mean i'm talking about like really terrible like when i say like like some serious like evil like oh. i i can't yeah and it's 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 heavy i'm not talking about it now but i'm just saying like I'm not necessarily saying that you have to go fully, fully in detail, but to know like, hey, like this is something that actually happened because I think that when you look at the other side of it and the race of people that it happened to, it's unfair to just for that shit to just be erased like it didn't happen. Yeah. And I think a lot of the too, like when I mean, from what I can recall when you're learning it or whatever, then they talk about when I say they the teachers and nothing against them is more part of the curriculum, but they say oh but look at how far we've come Mm -hmm. and then when you talk about like segregation and like the fact that we have separate bathrooms and separate like you know drinking fountains and they say oh but look at us now and they make it seem like it's all fixed and it's truly not so i think that they also need to like oh that's way, but that's also way too heavy so i feel like in some ways it's like you can't talk about like and make it seem like it's all good when it's really not because then you're dismissing a lot of the things that are happening because I do remember that you know as a Hispanic like I feel like being like I would hear the black history stuff right and I remember (laughs) I remember them talking about Rosa Parks but every time they talked about her I was so embarrassed because it was my name And I would just be like, I just did not, I could not in my life because back then everything was embarrassing. Yeah, when you're in school, I remember. (laughs) I remember anytime we talked about Black history or slavery, like because I, I went to school and was typically the only Black person or maybe one of two. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Everyone would be like looking at me like right like it's how you like it's it shouldn't be that way though that's the point like it shouldn't be that way but i remember every february (laughs) like they would talk about her and i'm just like oh my god and yeah and then i I would be yeah so for me it was more of like oh my gosh we're gonna talk about this and whatever and i never really understood it again like if you ask anybody today for example and it goes so much deeper than that like whenever you ask like a kid like oh what do you know about rosa parks like she stood up um and she refused no she refused to give her proceeds (laughs) the opposite of that and but there's so much more to that if you dig deeper she actually had been part of the movement for like years before that and she went through way more stuff than that that was more of like the historical part of it and when you think about social media nowadays that was what the media saw Mm -hmm. but there was way more to that than just her refusing to give up her seat but i feel like a lot of that has to do with 
us dismissing that part of it and it's like oh but look at how far we've come yeah but have we have we come far no we haven't there's still stuff going on and i feel like if we're not going to talk about it all then we're not oh 323 i i i had that was weird i'm sorry my clock is three minutes behind hold on hold on i wanted to look up rosa parks because um Rosa Parks wasn't even so it was actually not originally her she was just kind of like the face of that situation um what but it was somebody yeah hold a on. Lot. you see my whole talk um, no I'm not I'm not I'm not lying I thought uh, it was more of like she what's her name Claudette Colvin I think oh was it Claudette Colvin I do remember something coming out of that, though, like a documentary about it. Yes. Claudette Colvin is an American pioneer of the 1950s civil rights movement and retired nurse aide. On March 2nd, 1955, she was arrested at the age of 15 in Montgomery, Alabama, for refusing to give up her seat to a white woman on a crowded, segregated bus. And I think it had to do, I don't know if it was because of her, I'd have to look more into it, if it was because of, like, her age, she was only 15 or whatever, but it was kind of like, it, like, caused like an uprising or whatever and then rosa parks did it and kind of became the face of the movement in Got her it. place um and obviously because there's the dangers of it and everything kind of being a an activist during that time and all that but mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's but, interesting yeah it's just i mean i don't know how you guys feel but i feel like you know sometimes like growing up and me personally like kind of seeing how what what that did for like my perception and all that like for me it was more of like this is what we went through however and I'm Hispanic so I don't I can't say that oh I know how it feels I am minority and I have situations where I've been in a position where I felt like I was being perceived as something and it wasn't the case but also like I can imagine how it has been for black people for people to dismiss it like oh we've come so far along and then that's kind of like an excuse it's like oh but yeah. you guys have all these rights and you guys have come so far along but that doesn't that shouldn't dismiss what actually happens and while there's laws and all these movements that have happened it doesn't take away from people yeah and the live things that you guys go through Mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah you know and i think that the, and though like to be fair like there we have like it's kind of one of those things where you just don't want to hear that like you mm-hmm. want to hear like to say oh but but you have this 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 and this and it's just kind of like it is it's kind of dismissive but it, we have i mean we have gone a long way but also haven't in a lot of mm-hmm. ways too um so i mean yeah it's kind of one of those those weird weird things to say yeah. like um you should be grateful like, for where you are yeah, now and, and like almost, you don't have a voice you almost should almost like gaslighting almost like, right no, you're fine you guys you're you're good you know whatever um but like no for me so there's there's several sides to this and I have a story to tell and I'll try to make it quick but like there's several sides to this for me because I grew up black in a predominantly white area mm-hmm. um it's more a little bit more diverse now I feel like like if you had seen this area back when I was growing up like it wasn't as nearly diverse yeah um but like so it's interesting because you've got you've got different sides of this and I have a pretty big family I guess but there's the two sides of it so you're you're kind of a product of like who you're around and I didn't my mom kind of kept even though I grew up in a big family like it was kind of like we were just like we we kind of kept to ourselves like we didn't hang out with a lot of like our extended family Mm -hmm. um other than like my uncle her brother and his his boys who are mixed 
with black they're black and filipino um but like i would say all of us me my sisters my cousins we grew up here and again around predominantly in, in a predominantly white area and so like we would get things like okay like you guys are like white black mm. people or whatever that sort of thing um or like whitewashed i don't really understand um and it's just honestly it's like i i get that perception because you get that from like the black side but then like and then on the white side obviously you you like we don't claim to be white or have never been for me personally being light-skinned my sisters are both dark-skinned um i think my experience was a little different um for two reasons one people would always just assume that I was half white Mm -hmm. just because I was lighter skinned or we had different, like a different, like we were half sisters or whatever, you know, um, which there's a lot of different shades of black, just Mm -hmm. saying. Mm -hmm. Um, but also, um, like the colorism or however you want to call it, I've heard it as like colorism, shadism or whatever between black people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, there's like the, the stereotypes or the, um almost like this 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 separation between like lighter skinned Mm -hmm. and then like darker skinned and and honestly at the end of the day like I've kind of always tried to live my life as like like I like I I love everybody like Mm -hmm. I don't care like I've never tried to separate my stuff myself and like but I also recognize the difference in treatment from the outside yeah in like being lighter skinned versus being darker skinned. Yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of that comes from between within within like the black community or mm-hmm. within whatever. And again, like I know that firsthand just because I'm just within my own household. Like my oldest sister's the darkest and then my middle sister's a little bit lighter but still dark and then I'm like much lighter. Mm-hmm. So just that difference in like experience I think too yeah. is, is like it's it's a real thing and then the story i was going to tell is my mom because my mom's really light skinned Mm -hmm. she's even lighter than me um but she's fair skinned and same for her like her older brother was dark skinned it Mm -hmm. just it just happened that way sometimes um but like all of her cousins so my her mom's brother had like 14 kids or something like that from the same coochie yeah (laughs) On the same coochie, <laughs> my um, coochie can but like my mom did like experience when she was younger and like he, she would take them up to like um her mom would take them up to like go play hang out whatever like she would experience like they would like like make fun of her or exclude her because she was lighter skinned mm-hmm. and say things like oh you think you're better than us and you think yeah. you're this or that and she was like, no, like, I don't think I'm bad. And she was younger. Mm-hmm. And she was like a kid, you mm-hmm. know. And so she didn't really understand, like, no, I, I don't. But it was just this, like, ingrained stereotype, mm-hmm. really. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really sad. And it's, it's also, like, you have to understand that there's differences to, like, in the Hispanic community, for example. It, it may not be something that we talk about, but I feel like, because it's not. So, also, I feel like it's not as important as like our history, like, you know, with slavery and all of that. But we also have to talk about it. Like in the Hispanic community, like people see, and this is a stereotype, like all Hispanics are Mexican, for example. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes, that, that is, is like, the most frustrating thing I have ever mm-hmm. heard in my life. It's like, oh, you're Mexican. And it's like, no, I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> or like, depending on where you so live. Different. Yeah. And it's insulting because it's like, no, we're not all Mexican. And nothing against Mexico, but it's it's like, no, we're all different. And 
And I understand there's a lack of education too. So I also come from an understanding place. But for me, it's like if I educate you and you choose to still be ignorant, then that for me separates you. Yeah. But for me, like it's it's the ignorance behind it. But like we have Puerto Ricans, and I get it. Like it's it's again the education piece of it. But we have Puerto Ricans that, depending on where you're from, from the island, you're different skin tones. Like I have family members that are dark. Yeah. And then for me to like for me be like, oh, this is my cousin, and they'll be like, no, they're not. They're dark. No. They're Puerto mm-hmm. Rican. They're just from a different area. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dominicans and Mexican and Ecuador. My daughter is half Puerto Rican and half Ecuadorian. Like, I don't, and people to this day, and I don't find it insulting because, again, it's like lack of education. Mm-hmm. People look at my daughter and they're like, there's no way she's Hispanic because she's blonde and white. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, oh no. And she do not know Spanish. Right. <laughs> and that's another thing. She doesn't know Spanish. But, at the end of the day, no. And I will tell people, I will correct it. Like, I'm not. That's something that I won't correct because, no, she's Hispanic. Like, she's Puerto Rican. And not because I'm ashamed. I, I'm not that. I'm not saying, oh, I don't want her to be white. But she's not. Yeah. She's not. She's Puerto Rican and she's you Ecuadorian. You want to make sure that she knows that. Too. Yeah, exactly. But she does not. She is Hispanic. She's Puerto Rican and she's Ecuadorian. Her dad is not born in Puerto Rico. He is born from New York and so am I. But at the same time, our culture is she's Puerto Rican and she's Ecuadorian. But people look at her and they're like, oh, you know, she's white. And I'm like, no, she's not white. She's yeah. Hispanic. Um, but we come in different shapes, sizes, and all of that. And, like, South America is so big. There's um, Colombian. There's Argentinian. There's Colombian. Brazilian. Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not all Mexican. That's one stereotype that I feel like all Hispanics can agree to. Is that, like, oh, you're all Mexican. No, that's super insulting. So please super. don't ever say that. Yeah. Just because somebody speaks Spanish I mean, doesn't I mean... That, I think that it's the same. I mean, I think, really, it's it's the same thing as, like, any other race. Mm-hmm. Like, we kind of, like, <laughs> we generalize it so much. Like, you look at Asian, and it's like, there's so many different... Oh, I, yeah, that one I need to get on, though. Because for me, I won't Asia. say it, but in my mind, like, your perception yeah. is, like, or, they're Chinese. Or, or, and I mean, I think it's also okay to not really know. Like, if you don't know... Ask. Ask, or, mm-hmm. like, yeah, allow them to educate you, or, yeah. like, or like hey, like, what, you know, if you... Yeah, like, why, like I think that that's okay. I mean, I don't know if someone might get offended by that. I wouldn't get offended by that. No, I wouldn't. But I think that if you're just suddenly making like assumptions, assumptions, and and making comments about somebody being, I don't know, Chinese when they're actually Korean or whatever, mm-hmm. like, like no, that is not okay. Um, I also think like when people say, just assume back to like you said that there were a lot of Africans like actually from Africa, mm-hmm. just calling somebody african-american mm-hmm. when they're not they're not that's not where yeah. their culture clearly like i'm american but like and i you know i've never been out of the country actually but like i'm american um and so like but i can see how like if i weren't if somebody were to call me african-american i'd be mm-hmm. like offended yeah you know yeah, absolutely like you just have to like and and even if you say it like being okay with the correction like don't be defensive or don't continue to do it either because yeah. that's like even more insulting like i've i've learned too over time like i've met people from like belize i went to anguilla like a few months ago mm-hmm. like their culture is completely different but they every like there's people that are gonna look the same that doesn't mean you put them in the same category 
that's the thing and I've met so I remember um there was this one girl she was her heritage was she was like Chinese but she was born and raised in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. so she spoke fluent Spanish and mm-hmm. she was like she would get so upset because people were like no you're Chinese and she was like she was like adopted yeah so she was like no I'm Puerto Rican mm-hmm. like don't just because I look Chinese don't tell me that I'm Chinese yeah and that was big for her because she's like I never learned the Chinese culture she acknowledges that's who she looks you know that's how she looks but she was so offended and I get it and I was like and I, I didn't talk to her but <laughs> it was more of a I did meet her but for me it was more like I get what you mean yeah like I'm telling you I'm Puerto Rican that's who I am it, just like anything else, I mean, race aside, anything mm-hmm. else, if somebody said, and like people, I honestly, like, I just, people should be able to be authentically who they are without anyone questioning that or, or us making assumptions of who they are. And if somebody makes an assumption, like you said, if you, if you make an assumption and you get corrected, mm-hmm. like acknowledge that, mm-hmm. take accountability for it. And then, you know, learn from that situation to not, to not do that again. Like, I think about, um, I just lost my train of thought. You thought about. <laughs> Damn it. I th- I'll think of, I'll think mm-hmm. of it again. Yeah, I'll but I, I feel like, so to kind of like, just like summarize, like the part of the, like the Hispanic and you can do, you know, in your community. Like for me, the Hispanic one, the stereotype is that we're all the same. It's like, no, get to know the culture because every culture is different. Like Puerto Ricans do different things than Dominicans and Colombians and Mexicans, all of those things. So get to know, not that you have to, but if you have a friend that's like, they say, oh, I'm Ecuadorian, get to know their culture. If they say mm-hmm. I'm from Argentina, like ask that because it's completely 100% different. We are not, yeah. Hispanics are not even, all the same. Even, even just the Spanish, it's yeah. like the, the, it's your language is like different dialects. Oh, that's what I was gonna say when so when i was i remember when i actually first started uh at where we work Mm -hmm. um was my first time experiencing this but like we used to have all these like older filipino ladies come Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. and they all thought that i was filipino (laughs) why is that a thing thing (laughs) apparently so like i i learned so so at first like i remember being like you know they would i would be helping them and they'd be like oh are you philip are you yeah. filipina mm-hmm. and i was like no i'm not um and uh they'd be like wait you're gonna deny <laughs> yeah are you sure and i was like no i'm not you know and like it would happen repeatedly and i was just kind of like do i look filipino like i i you know like I, and i was never like rude about it or anything it was just kind of like no or they'd start speaking to me in tagalog oh. and i'd be like oh i don't no, like I'm not, I'm not Filipino, and I feel so bad because they're trying to talk to me, yeah. and I'm like, no, 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 like stop, like I don't, I don't understand. But I remember later working with um, Ro, mm-hmm. who's who's older and Filipino, and I remember telling her once I was like, was it her? Yeah, I think it was her. I don't remember who it was, um, but I just remember being like, yeah, I get that, I get that a lot. People, you know, come up and start, you know, speaking Tagalog or asking me if I'm Filipino, and she's like, well, yeah, because there's there are Filipinos that like because they're like different shades and they look different like Mm -hmm. you know there's a large spectrum of how they look and she's like there are filipinos that look a lot like you your complexion and features and everything Mm -hmm. i was like oh okay that's and she's like i didn't know that but i just remember like being young and being like why does everyone think that i'm filipino like why does like i I don't know i just thought it was weird yeah the minute i say rosa all the filipino members like oh 
oh, you Filipina? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, but I got the same reaction. <laughs> and it's the funny thing. I don't find it offensive. For me, it's I more of either. like they're looking for that comfort and they're looking they for all yeah. of that. They're so sweet, like mm-hmm. so, so sweet. And I don't find that offensive at all. Um, sometimes what the only thing that I may say, though, that I find offensive is um when and not even offensive because I can relate to it because of my mom like my mom she has a comfort level with like people that speak Spanish so because she doesn't know how to speak English so let's also be super like aware of that too like my mom doesn't speak English she can understand it she can defend herself and all that but she's more comfortable with Spanish Mm -hmm. so she would ask people like oh do you speak Spanish and it wasn't like trying to offend anybody she was finding her comfort or whatever Mm -hmm. But also, let's hope, let's also be aware of that. Like somebody that says, "Oh, I don't speak English. Do you speak this?" Like, also be super like empathetic about it. And I that stereotype pisses me off too. Like, oh, if you live in this country, you just speak fucking English. No, that is not a thing. Like no, that pisses not. me off. <laughs> that pisses it's me off. And it may be because it like hits home personally. But for me, it's like this is the reason why we have such a diverse country and people see that as a negative thing. And, and, and for me, I'm going to talk politics right now and I know we're not supposed to, but for me that really like pisses me off because I feel like it's what makes America great. Like if we didn't have the diversity that we have, we wouldn't be the country that we have. And I get it. Like people come here and they're not quote unquote supposed to be here. But for me, it's like, if you find a way to make it here, welcome (laughs) yeah if you beat the system and you did all of that then you deserve to be here at the end of the day like who cares like about that that pisses me off yeah i mean and i i i agree with you and i also think that um this a lot of this goes along and again again we won't get deep because i can get deep <laughs> in this too like we can sit here and talk all day about this um but i also think that there's it, it, it's everything's driven from fear yeah um everything's driven from fear being afraid of people that are different mm-hmm. being afraid of um you know people that might challenge you mm-hmm. or help you learn or be educated people would rather be comfortable be comfortable mm-hmm then step out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Even if it means, dare I say it, yeah. being a good fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even if it means being a good person, even if it means stepping out mm-hmm. because it's the, it's the right thing to do. It's the ethical thing to do mm-hmm. to understand whatever a situation experience, whatever it may be from somebody else's point of view. Mm-hmm. People would rather be blind to that because yeah. it's their comfort. Yeah. Because there's fear. Right. Because 100%. they're, because they're uneducated because it's, it's, it's different than what they know or what they've experienced or for mm-hmm. however long, like when people say like, this is different than race, but like generationally, like when you have older people that will say like, Oh, none of these kids want to do this. And none of these kids want to do that these days or all of you guys are this or that. And it's just like, we evolve as people. Mm-hmm. We change. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we are um, products of our experiences, our environment, and all of that. And the problem is, is if you've been raised a certain way, you know, and because mm-hmm. that's what your 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 parents knew, your parents knew, your parents, their parents knew, or whatever. Like, if you were raised a certain way, that's your comfort, and yeah. and, and it's rare to see one someone you know step outside of that yeah you know what i mean like it's and it's and and all power to someone that does that mm-hmm. um like i'm you know thinking of someone in particular i won't say her name but you know her but like somebody that you know came from something uh, you know 
that was toxic you know and and probably there's probably a little racism in there too or whatever like family wise and to come out of that and be like no Mm -hmm. like i'm not i i i know that this is wrong yeah and so i'm gonna come out of this and i'm gonna be a better person Mm -hmm. it takes growth it Mm -hmm. takes courage courage is the biggest right courage is the biggest thing it takes courage it takes time Mm -hmm. it takes all of those things and really it's just about being brave enough to do that and i don't believe that there are a lot of people out there that are brave enough to do it they're not i mean even for myself like i dealt with it personally and it took me maybe a little hot second we talked about this earlier like with being okay with taking your time to say something but for me I remember um I think I talked about this before so I'm sorry it's repetitive but I got like knocked in an interview because of the way that I enunciated or like a word or whatever but it's like that is my culture like that's how I say things I haven't had any complaints for from any people mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't had any complaints from people saying oh I didn't understand what you said because people that care they ask questions so if you don't understand somebody it's okay to say that like hey um i didn't get what you said can you repeat that Mm -hmm. like let's normalize that like Mm -hmm. you know like it's not a big deal but when you offend somebody and you say something after it's like why you didn't say that in that moment Mm -hmm. like that's what pisses me off it's more of like say it to my face say it in a respectable way like where i can be like i can defend myself don't say it after when then like i don't have a choice and Mm -hmm. i don't have like an opinion about it so like talking about stereotypes and all of that to kind of just wrap it up (laughs) like don't assume things like ask questions be okay with you know if if you have a question about something somebody else probably does so say it but don't be offensive to it either it kind of depends because i feel like this is something that's going to be on forever like i feel like it's never going to be something that we're comfortable with or you know whatever but don't offend people by making assumptions don't call somebody that you know it may offend them or it may not be true just ask questions and be yourself like don't ever lose who you are yeah and also don't be like i i used to get i think that i used to get more offended about things than i do now and i think it's just because um well no that's not true i do get offended by things but i think it was more the way that i handled things and reacted to it were differently like i try to use things now more as an educational opportunity Mm -hmm. for that other person and speak up about it where before i wouldn't speak up about it and then i would just like be like fuck that person or whatever Mm -hmm. you know what i mean right Um, and dismiss them with not knowing that they may have to be educated yeah Mm -hmm. there's more of an understanding and a patience for the fact that um people might just not know and 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 that that's that's kind of a gray area because mm-hmm. with some people some people just spew out some shit that's hateful whatever yeah. or oh, and i'm like no i don't have the patience for that but like if, I, if it's somebody that i know is like you know they're like a, a decent person a good person whatever mm-hmm. and they might say something that's offensive not knowing that it's offensive right. that's a good point a good reason to be like yeah, you probably shouldn't say that because blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah. then they'll be like, oh, shit, I didn't even, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, there, it kind of depends. Yeah. But also, like, don't be afraid to call people out. Like, if you know somebody and they're, like, a narcissist or they're just a bad fucking person, call <laughs> them out. Because we talked about a lot about, like, stereotypes when it comes to, like, culture, ethnicity and all that. Yeah. But there's also stereotypes about motherhood um stereotypes about stay-at-home moms or like working moms yeah. and all of that like oh if you work as a mom like you're selfish because you don't want to be home with your kid or if you're a stay-at-home mom you don't want to work and all of that or or just like anything or about or about kids yeah because i think that sometimes like if a kid is acting up a little bit mm-hmm. or whatever um 
you're a bad mom you're, or you're, you're not undisciplined. Yeah. You don't do this. You don't do that. And it's like, maybe, maybe they're, you know, maybe the child has some like sort of disability or maybe it's a phase. Maybe there is. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. some, sometimes like kids just tantrum, like, you know, and mm-hmm. it happens that yeah. way because they didn't get their nap or whatever. I don't know, but no. you know, like some shit like that, like, <laughs> no, it's a thing like from a place of understanding and empathy empathy is just like it is but you also know like the people in your life and you also know the difference between someone being ignorant or somebody not being educated and i think that we also need to speak up to it too Mm -hmm. like if you feel like there's someone in your life that's not contributing to like the positivity in your life and they're constantly like breaking you down or saying something that's not true like speak up and say hey you know i hear what you're saying but i don't agree with it or like can we talk about this that you know like i i yeah 100 percent. and i feel like um i feel like people are especially like not to i always bring up generations but i feel like there was more that older generations they just didn't speak up about Mm -hmm. um in a sense like you know especially when it came like to their own families or whatever whereas i think now with like millennials and the gen z like they're more likely they're speaking up mm-hmm. i don't like it could be an awkward thanksgiving or whatever mm-hmm. but they're like speaking up about shit that is like no you can't fucking say that like, right that's offensive or it's you know whatever mm-hmm. which you know is a good thing <laughs> it's a good thing it right? is it is you got to speak up and if somebody's not contributing to again like the positivity in your life say something and whether you say something and it's like oh you want to educate them or you want to say something because you're to the point that you're done with that and you want to like check them check them yeah i mean i mean there's a lot of stereotypes out there but it doesn't it doesn't limit to or stop at speaking of educating so this is funny and this is terrible but so one of the things that i've always always people ask me about i don't know if you've ever seen the movie is it um uh what's it called it has to not lathan in it the one where she shaves her head Mm. I can't remember what it's called, but like my hair, because mm-hmm. I've always changed my hair mm-hmm. around. And it, when I was younger, it was more about like what was easiest. My mom being a single mom, it was all it, it before it was about like what was easiest for her as far as so she, so she would braid our hair so mm-hmm. she wouldn't have to like um, do it often. We can like leave it for a set amount of time and then we'd have like hair day or hair weekend or whatever where she would do our hair or whatever. So like between that like one of the things that like used to always drive me crazy is having to answer questions about my hair Mm -hmm. because people were always so intrigued or interested like oh your hair's different oh your hair's this oh you braided your hair oh your oh well how did you do this how long does it take how long is but like after your whole life having like conversation and it it could be strangers it could be school it could be wherever but like it used to drive me fucking crazy to the point where so like even especially when I started wearing weaves mm-hmm. because like I would just wear a different weave and it would be shorter it'd be longer it'd be a different color whatever like whatever and like people would be like oh did you cut your hair did you this oh, or that did you? And, like I'm sorry but I'm not gonna sit here and have a conversation with you about how a weave works right that's how I used to feel and so what I used to do is I used to just tell people like whatever people would say I mm-hmm. would just be like yep that's exactly what I did <laughs> did you dye your hair? I'd be like, yes, yep, I dyed my hair. <laughs> or like, oh, did you cut your hair? Yep, I sure did. Oh, but do you not yep, feel like I those did. questions or, are coming from like a, because they know. It's, 
it's, like it's, it's so fucking it's, frustrating it, there's a difference it is but also like you've got fucking google like figure out how black right. hair works and black hairstyles work or but like, i feel like it's also like a way for people to bring up conversation because they're uncomfortable because i feel like if i showed up with short hair today and all of a sudden i have long hair tomorrow yeah bitch obviously well, and I, and uh, yeah and i can understand that mm-hmm. but like it is it's obvious it's mm-hmm. like okay you don't know it like even just like extensions like mm-hmm. celebrities wear extensions on like you don't know what that stuff is like you don't know what extensions are right. you don't know what a weave is right and if you don't f- you got google mm-hmm. how did my coworker's hair <laughs> go from <laughs> go from a bob to 10 inches like google that shit but, ask siri siri knows right but again it, it kind of goes back to the like, people wanting to come up in conversation like when people like this goes back to not goes back to but this is like the weather like sometimes when you don't have anything to say you start talking about the weather right. like or oh, tomorrow <laughs> it's gonna be sunny because people yeah. don't know what to talk about yeah. but also that's super offensive like people need to also recognize that there's I, certain things that people like you guys gotta know well and for me so i stopped doing that and now like i'm just like i'm i'll just i'll have the conversation i will i will because Mm -hmm. like and sometimes like if someone's just like you changed your hair again like i'll be like yeah i did whatever but it's when people are like i won't i won't say their name there i remember there was one person that i used to work with and she would be like literally want to and be asking questions after question after question like i'm not sitting here telling you about how how this works yeah i'm not sitting here and tell you but now it's changed like now i'm like a lot different about that and and i'm i'm more open to it and i'm like yes so this is what happened this is how long it took me to do it this is how this or that blah 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 blah, blah. it used to be worse too when people used to just touch my hair <gasps> just touch it that happened to me like recent. i remember a couple months ago being in a store in a checkout and someone just touched my like a li- older lady and was like i just love your hair and was like touching it mm-hmm. from behind me Mm-mm. and i was like <sighs> thank you yeah you know because you just have to stop yourself from snapping Mm -hmm. but um but yeah no 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 like i i've seen it a little differently but that's another example of something where it's just like fuck like i am not there was actually a documentary or a movie or something that came out that was like i am not my hair Mm-hmm. and it's just like so spot on because yeah. it's just like no i am not my hair like mm-hmm. can i get a hello or an, or a like how are you doing like no you're just gonna say like oh your hair's dick what did you do what yeah. did you do differently yeah and and that, again <laughs> that goes back to some people just don't know what to fucking say but if you don't have yeah. nothing good to say don't say nothing at all just yeah. you know let it be like i'm just i don't know i just feel like some people like they they trump their comfort level against like other people's. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is what's gonna make me comfortable, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. say it. But they don't mm-hmm. think about like the opposite. Sometimes take a minute. It's okay to take a minute and say, okay, what am I gonna say? And sometimes for everyone, it's not as easy for you to analyze everything. But that is a thing. Think of think before you say. Yeah. Think before you speak. Because mm-hmm. you don't know what the person's going through. You don't know how many times that person's heard it throughout the day, or whatever. I remember to kind of wrap this up again i remember somebody saying she was super offended by it and i have done it before because i thought it was a comfortable thing but she had went somewhere else and her accent came out very heavy so the person said i know spanish would you rather speak in spanish Mm-hmm. and she found that to be super offensive mm-hmm. she was like no i'm talking to you in english i'd rather mm-hmm. talk in english mm-hmm. but for me with my mom 
I know that that would have been the key to talk Spanish because <laughs> she would be yeah. like, oh, finally, somebody that wants it. So it kind of yeah. goes both ways. Yeah. Um, but so when you approach it and say, hey, you know, I do speak Spanish if you're comfortable with speaking it. If not, you know what I mean? Like, you just have to be just mindful be mindful of, of that it. shit. Yeah. Because and I think I think that that goes back to like on the other end, though, like to use myself as an example is under coming from a place of understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, is this person have like is trying to be like malicious or, mm-hmm. or whatever right. or like straight up ignorant or are they just maybe they just you know they just don't know that that's something that's going to offend me right because because somebody else might not be offended by it right. or whatever you know what i mean especially something like that to where it's like you were coming from a place of i want to make things easier on right you. I just no help but you. the tone of that person she said was very ignorant and more like <sighs> oh okay that's different and that's what she said because she says it happens often but it was their tone it was their bad like okay. they were like basically that's saying like i don't understand what you're saying just talk to me in spanish type of thing and oh, it was yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. super that's, offensive that's offensive yeah 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 so let's just be mindful again of all of the things and like stereotypes are i feel like it's always going to be around right but at the end of the day like we all have our own feelings we all know you know how we feel through them so because every culture, everybody, every human being may have their own stereotype of like what they feel and like what they have received also. So I feel like sometimes just educate yourself and stay curious and, and just think about how you would feel if you were asked that question or if you were approached a certain type of way mm-hmm. type of thing. Like a stereotypes are going to be around for a while, but also there's ones that go to a little bit of extreme, like mm-hmm. just be a good fucking person. Be a good fucking person. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 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 I know there's different people, different cultures. Not everybody's the same. And think about it. If we were all the same, like, it would be a fucking boring ass fucking place at the end of the day. It would be. Yeah. It would be really boring. Mm-hmm. And it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that's a good that's a good comment i feel like we could like yeah I can we could hit on, but i feel like we could hit on this one again and come at it mm-hmm. from a different angle too mm-hmm. um like stereotypes that aren't because i think we mostly touched on race mm-hmm. um and culture and stuff like that so i think that we could come at this on another episode from a different angle oh yeah like introverts and extroverts like the introverts, stereoty- extroverts because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stereotypes about that but it's like sexuality oh yeah that's a good one so we'll probably yeah. touch on this again because yeah, there's a lot more sure. i got a lot to say <laughs> you got a lot to say i have some what's oh. the thing i have something to say it's not like on eminem or something i guess i got something to say like the spaghetti verse like when he's talking about um an eight mile that he comes out and performs and he's like i have something to say and then he raps oh i don't know <laughs> i haven't seen that movie in like 20 years so i kind of want to watch it okay you know he has a restaurant it's called mom spaghetti it's in detroit really yeah do like, they serve spaghetti yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently clever. it's like really hard to get into and the food like apparently allegedly it's not that great but it's called well, mom's spaghetti I mean, he raps about it mm-hmm. i would hope he hired like the best italian like person but who knows it's probably not the place you go for the food it's about the experience exactly exactly all right. Well, thank you all so much for listening um, to another episode um, of the Listen Rosa podcast. <laughs> Whoa. I feel like we got to be like more excited. We should start singing. We should. Like, what you should we ain't got to say too much. I'm looking in your eyes. I can tell you want to fuck. <laughs>
<laughs> singing this. Yes, but she doesn't know who sings know it. I don't know who sings it. Hold on. Hold yes, on. Hold on. I'm going to put it in my Google. In my Google. <laughs> you ain't got to say too much. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Okay. Let me see. Oh, 504 boys. What? You ain't gotta say too much from the look in your eyes. I can tell you wanna fuck. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta call me a boo just bad as you wanna fuck. I, I feel like I've heard you. Okay, okay. Next. I, not, what? When did this come out? Hold on. Hold not on. 19. But for some reason, I can't remember it. I was 10 years old. Oh. You ain't gotta say too much. I'm gonna at 10 years old at 10 years old okay all right anyways anyways okay um thank you so much for listening and supporting us um our podcast comes out as you know every episode every sunday at 12 p.m um follow us on instagram and on tiktok for those that are on tiktok but definitely follow us on instagram for updates um yeah thank you so much for listening Bye.